Well, shave my nuts and call me a boy named Sue. We are fucking back, man. <laughs> Yet another episode. Here we are, once again, penetrating your ear holes with our uh, verbal assault. I'm curiously thinking about different variations of aftershave right now. <laughs> Uh, and I think that was a quote from Limp Biscuit, so we're off to a great start today, aren't we? Anytime you quote Limp Biscuit, you're off to some sort of start. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so I, let's just dive right the fuck into it. Um, I saw Ant-Man this morning, and I don't want to give anything away, but I will say that it was excellent. Excellent movie. Um, didn't live up to our expectations. It didn't tell us very much more than we already knew. So I'm uh, that in that aspect, it's just like oh shit! Like I was hoping for like a big reveal, like oh shit! You know, nothing happened. No, damn. nothing. But it was hysterical. Michael Pena is fucking hysterical in that movie. <laughs> Dare <laughs> and, I say one of the one of the best members of the MCU? Yes. If you <laughs> if you get a chance to watch him in Ant Man, definitely go back and watch uh, him in Chips. Holy shit, dude. That movie was funny I as hell. I never watched that remake. You need to watch it. It's hilarious. And fucking, what's his name? Um, the original guy that played... Um, uh, God damn ba- it. I'm ba- blanking on his name. Fucking dude with the hair. Yeah. Dude with the hair. <laughs> George Eric, Lopez Eric, hates him. Uh, Eric Bana? Eric Estrada. Estrada. Estrada, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he was in the movie. Very tail end of it, I think. But it was a, it was a great movie. Uh, Ant-Man, overall, I give it... Two thumbs way up, man. It was really, really fucking good. Like it, like two thumbs up, past or just at the prostate. Ooh, right at the it, knuckle. Right at the knuckle. All right, all right. I can I can go with that review. <laughs> all right, gotta check this out again. Looking yeah. forward to this. Laser this morning. Yeah. Maybe tonight. We'll see. You you're definitely gonna want to enhance your viewing. Oh, I will. I will. See what I do is I buy the ticket, and then I end up being late. But it's okay, because previews take, like, fucking 30 minutes. That's true. I love living, like, 10 minutes away from a theater. <laughs> like, I can see that the movie's about to start, order it, and I can get there before it technically starts. And and I, I only ask this because, you know, I care. Do you own a watch? Uh, that works? That works. No. Okay. I own several watches. This, this None of them makes, work. This makes perfect sense now as to why you are late for fucking everything. I am in et- an eternal battle against the construct of time in this <laughs> perceived universe. Oh, Jesus fuck. <laughs> so any little time I get the jab it, little, little flick in the nutsack. Mm-hmm. And, yep. uh, I've noticed a pan- pattern over the last 30 years or so. Yeah, uh, see, I'm consistent. <laughs> <laughs> that is the key. Yes. <laughs> Um, so I wanted to talk about Fear of the Walking Dead and Walking Dead. Let's do it. Now, I know I said previously that it was pretty much unwatchable at this point. Oh, you got sucked back in, you fucking addict. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> every, every fucking time. With the with Fear of the Walking Dead, this is what they do. They make it so fucking boring, you're just like, Jesus Christ, nothing is happening. It's a lot of dialogue, a lot of like, well, if this happens, we're gonna go do this, and then nothing fucking happens. <laughs> and then... And then you're so like at the edge of like I'm not, I'm gonna stop watching this I'm I'm just gonna let him let the episodes build and then I'll fucking you know watch the rest of them, and then right at the peak of the time where I'm about to just turn off the TV and switch to something else, bam something happens and you're just like whoa hold the fucking phone here, and that's what they do that's just how they run and this season is no exception. 
So I've been watching it, and I've been kind of like at that point where I'm like, just like, ah, oh, it's boring. It's just talking about backstory. It's talking about love story, which is fucking horrible. Love story in the zombie apocalypse. It's it, uh, yeah. It, it never worked. It never worked <laughs> with the Lori and uh, with Shane. It, it, didn't, it didn't, work, didn't, didn't work with Carl either. It didn't work with Carl either, yeah. Poor dude never got laid. One could say he got the ultimate STD. <laughs> Death. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's it's amazing now. Like it just it turned it's it turned a corner and Morgan is such a pivotal I'm not exactly sure what just fucking happened, but We're being attacked by the ghosts of corporate television. We're trying to sabotage good, this podcast. Good, good communication. Good lord. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? Oh, no. I was in the middle of my sentence and I just lost it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Morgan's going to be... Yeah, you're saying Morgan's going to end up being a pivotal character. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, they can kind of do whatever the hell they want. Because, yeah, the whole weird timeline separation doesn't exist. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see later on, like, where they go with all of this. And, like, how they tie in... Fear the Walking Dead to Walking Dead, and you know if they're gonna completely cross. In the end, that would be pretty epic. I think. Maybe they make them the same show. Just Walking Dead, just surviving the Walking Dead. Ah, see, that's how they move past this. That's how they move past this, man. Now, here's a question: Am I alone in wanting a a limited prequel series featuring Morgan at his craziest? Uh, to find out. Like, before, a little, before, like a little, like a little three, four part episode, maybe in a couple, like a couple hours worth. Like when they found him before. Clear. I know, when he's fucking insane with like uh, he has like the the Vlad the Vlad the Impaler thing going on with the zombies. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. That guy. I want to see that a little bit, just a little bit more. Yeah, I think that would be interesting. Before he gets all zen. Yeah, you know, I was I kind of a fan of the fat Buddhist dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Drew Carey's brother. A little, little taller though. No, he he was actually Drew Carey's brother. Wait, really? Drew Carey show. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh shit! That okay. <laughs> it makes sense. I didn't know. I just liked him and his staff. Yeah, I couldn't save that. <laughs> anyway, without sounding dirty, I'm assuming. Pretty much yeah. Navi- navigating narrow waters there. <laughs> um, but uh, also something interesting about The Walking Dead. Um, I read it on this on uh, like somewhere I forgot where, but Jeffrey D. Morgan is um, he. He was on Instagram Live or Facebook Live or something. He was like, hey, everyone, thank you so much for being a fan of The Walking Dead. You know, I, I appreciate that your love of the character Negan, but please stop coming to my house unannounced. <laughs> People are showing up at this motherfucker's house. Just, um, like, out of the blue. Now, it's creepy in all ways, but are they just, like, standing there? Are they trying to, like, knock on the door? Do they maybe want to kill him? I'd be concerned. I mean, he is a villain. Yeah. My my thing is, I think from what I read, is basically that they are just knocking on his door saying, Oh my God, we love you as Negan. Can we take a picture with you? So it's harmless to this point, but it could potentially yeah, get dead, Like I John just, Lennon did. That's what, what I see. I don't, I don't know. There, it's off. Our technology <laughs> is like fucking up right now. What know, is happening? I don't even know what was playing. Anyway. Probably the World Cup thing that we were looking at. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, God damn. What the fuck is going on today? I don't know, man. Fucking ghosts. Probably. If shit. you guys never hear from us again, either A, the cyber ghost got us, mm-hmm. 
we're being lazy again, and you guys start harassing us on direct messages. Sending dick pics to burn the sun. No! <laughs> no. It will happen. Please, We will no. have one oh. brave soul. <laughs> no. No. Anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite partial to female genitalia. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, well, if you just turn your head and squint a little bit, maybe oh, it'll work. Oh, God, no. Bonus points if you can convince him otherwise. Oh, God, no. The, te- the, the tuck? The bat oh. wing. Oh, God. <laughs> this is fucking a disaster. Um... <laughs> Make me pull out the Abraham Lincoln. God, you got to shave for that though. Uh, yeah, well, you know it'd be worth it. <laughs> um, I have a question for you. What is your question, sir? Do you think that if Josh Whedon had gotten his shot to complete Justice League, do you think all the other DC films would have made sense? No. Not a chance in hell. No, not at all. No, no. Emphatically. Remember that movie? I mean, I know it's hard. It's hard to want to remember, but it was such a fucking mess, and there were so many ends. Like, first of all, in order to address everything and do it right, it would take several, several movies. We couldn't even get one right. Yeah. We just think we're gonna get a whole bunch of connecting movies right. I get the ambition. There was ambition there. I could see there was like this grand plot going on. It just was not executed well, and I, I don't see it magically getting better. No. I see something happening, even if it like catches on a slight roll, just some DC exec just sticks his dick in the project and fucks it all up. Yeah. Just something. I don't know. It's just, again, just I have very, very little faith in anything attached to these franchises, and I'm waiting for something to change my mind. Yeah. I'm, I mean, Wonder Woman kind of set you in the right direction. Like, okay, all right. Yeah, They're not completely incompetent. That's but, true. That is their one prom. That's still their one promising franchise. Yeah, but it, it, I, yeah, there's no saving Batman versus Superman. That movie was such a fucking disaster. I, I, I don't fucking know. I, I just, you got a fucking diabetic-looking Batman, a fucking, <laughs> a, f, a fucking uh, Flash shows up in the middle of nowhere, and you can't really understand him. Oh, this is something I wanted to ask you. I'm sorry. I, I yes. just got sidetracked. Do it. Um, I wanted to ask you. You are under the influence pretty much every movie that you watch, right? Probably. Did you at any point in time watch Batman vs. Superman? You were like, I think I'm too fucked up for this movie. You know, <laughs> Or that, not enough? That movie has an interesting effect on people. Okay. It, it slowly sobers you up to realize like, what the fuck is happening. <laughs> now, granted, okay, explosions actually pretty all right. Does play in the visual elements a little better. Still, it's just, just so many what the fucks. <laughs> just, just too many. Takes you out of the experience. Yeah, you want like a nice flowy state. That's why good straight bad action movies are perfect because they never stray the course. They go fucking on that straight line the whole way. There's no veering. There's no like wait what the hell? No, explosion, explosion, kill the guy, save the girl, boom. Done and done. Exactly. That's how those movies do great. That man, super, fuck it. They could have done a better job trying to be like a 1970s beat-em-up sort of movie. But yeah. I would really enjoy that. <laughs> It'd probably be an upgrade. Streets of Rage status. <laughs> um, but I think what they tried to do with Batman vs. Superman they, is they saw Civil War. And they saw how intricate the, the storyline was. And they are like, what if we throw this shit in there and this shit in there and this shit in there? The problem was that they listened to everybody... And all of their fucking ideas, and they threw it all into a goddamn ugly piece of film. 
And it came out like shit. Yeah, it was not the kind of melting pot you want. This is the kind where you're throwing burnt chocolate and yeah. fucking rat tails. <laughs> and sushi and like, ugh, undercooked chicken. It, it was just Voila. bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just I just wondered because I was thinking to myself like, what would be able to save Batman versus Superman? What 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 do you think would change the whole way we see that movie? Well, there's a couple of directions we could take. Do we include miners in it? No, never. No, okay. they always ruin shit. Ah, uh, shit! You can go the straight eighties route. Throw a little extra blood, um, some more cussing, and some random booby shots. And mm-hmm. again, you kind of moving more towards again like the sort of purposely sort of cheesy sort of mm-hmm. action movie but again I feel that serves them at this point better than what they're trying to <laughs> way pull way better yeah um, I think you're right I think if they cursed and just make more yeah nudity. make it like make it again like, like an 80s like R rated like adult sort of like hey you're gonna like, watch like a violent kind of comic book movie yeah cause again Marvel's dipped their toes in that a little bit um which actually did you ever watch the Punisher series the uh, the Netflix one? Mm-hmm. I loved it. It was amazing. That was an example of... Super dark. Yes. Go, just go in that dark comic book route and just pretty much going hard on that. I mean, granted, it didn't cuss quite as much and obviously didn't really do the nudity, but that's the direction that you could go with it. And that's an option. I think the other option is if you want to include everybody, you actually just got to step the fuck back. Yeah. And just make one movie at a fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you hook people. That's how you get somebody who's five to keep watching when they're nine, to keep watching when they're 15. That's Look how Marvel us. did it. Exactly. That's how fucking Marvel did Marvel, it. That's how Star Wars did it. You mm-hmm. gotta start slow and build, man. You can't just expect something to work right off the Shove bat. Shove it down our throat exactly. and be like, digest, motherfucker. Exactly. It, we, it's not gonna work like that. No. So, I don't know. Good luck to them on like their 17th try. I don't know. <laughs> it's, oh, man. It's digitally rendered uh, Christopher Reeves. Let's just do a, <laughs> let's do a, a, a CG version of him. I mean, they, they already did the, the whole, like, when they... How was it Civil War? Yeah, it was Civil War when they brought um, the younger looking Robert Downey Jr. or younger looking Tony Stark, and they digitally enhanced him and they made him look like he's twenty five again. Like if they can do that, they can bring back Christopher Reeves, right? Yeah, remember the old Grad Moth and remember we talked about the Star Wars character who's literally completely digitally rendered. Yes, we can do yeah. that now, man. We can pretty <laughs> much do whatever we want. Uh, speaking of Star Wars. Um, I saw that they did an interview with the guy who played the voice of Jar Jar and did like the... All hell, all hell the Dark Lord. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who played Jar Jar. I don't know if I brought this up last week, but anyway. The guy, he said that when those movies came out, that he got so many death threats from fucking people <laughs> that he was thinking about killing himself. And I was like, holy fucking shit, dude. Ooh. Like, like... That's not Jar Jar, right? Like, let's just put that out there first. That's not really Jar Jar. Second of all, there really isn't a Jar Jar. That's just a motherfucker that did the voice and the the, the physical acting of it. Like, what the fuck, man? Oh, the like, Jar Jar hate was strong. It was, It still is. It still fucking is. Like, I even look. I looked at that little news post and I looked at the comments below and, you know... It's always a bad idea because there's sick fucks in the world. <laughs> and these people were like, 
If I ever saw that motherfucker in real life, I'd punch him in his goddamn face. Like, dude, that came out like 10, 15 years ago. Like, why do you still give a fuck? He had a traumatic experience as a child at the premiere with a grown man cosplaying as Jar Jar who just happened to have to go to the bathroom every time he did too. <laughs> why does it always go dark with you, sir? I don't, I don't know why. Hey, you know what? <coughs> Speaking truth, yo. Jesus fuck. I don't know. I, I don't got the Jar Jar hate all that much. Like, sure, it's, it's fucking whatever. It's like, really? Is that the one thing where the... I guess it's just a focus, a fo- focal point. Everyone could look through the series and be like, that's the one connecting factor right there. Yeah. I don't know. Again, all hail the Dark Lord. God. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Interesting. Um, I saw that Netflix is now going to be offering a $20 plan. For? Uh, for... They said more content, and it's going to be 4K uh, viewing. And by more content, I really hope they mean porn. Because, you know, what if you it, like? What if you had a Netflix but porn? Well, I'm not sure if it's still there. Oh, God. But at one point in time, there was a seedy little section of Netflix. They had some of those, I guess it would be considered softcore porn, but they were also from like, they all had, to, they were only within like two decades. It was like 70s and 80s, and there was like a handful. Oh, God. There was no. that. The Harry Bush series. No. It was, a, it was a great time in America, okay? Make America great again. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, they had like, it was, I don't know, it was there. That surprised the fuck out of me when I found that. <laughs> Again, intensive. They, they may have they may have intentionally gotten rid of that. It's probably in their best interest. I think this is when they were reaching for content. Like this is the, yeah. the the original like first year or two of streaming when you'd actually struggle finding things. Actually, this is back when House of Cards was still like one of the only original series going on. It was way before Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. And so like again, they were. I think at that point they just had licenses for these cheap um, like Electric Bogolo style movies, mm-hmm. um, and they just had it. But there is precedent though. There's precedent. <laughs> Well, I'm not gonna do it because I can't mess with my uh, picks and whatnot. I, I don't get to come up, but hey, somebody do some research. See if those things are still out there. Yeah, I, I, I will not be doing that. No, okay. Well, I'm gonna wait for the twenty dollar plan to come out, and if it does have that on there, then take all my money. Well, you <laughs> see, that works. What I'm worried about, though, the only thing that works is if it's like 4K, and then they offer different versions of movies that are like more enhanced as well. Then okay. Like, uh, but, like Lord of the Rings, like how they have like alternate endings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or they, alternate, maybe not even the content difference, but like just an enhanced version of it. Uh, I don't know, but that, much, would, that would be nice. As much as I want that to be the case, I don't think it's gonna be. That that would be nice because like it. I, I get what you're saying. I think what you're trying to say is like when like Civil War comes out, you can see the, all the blooper reels. You can see all the extended scenes. You can see all yeah the, stuff like they, things that are just. They're pretty much equal to, like, just extra bonus content. Nothing significant. Yeah. But what's probably more likely, what I don't want it to be, oh, God. is it's probably just going to be a new tier of actual original content that you will not, or premium, like, titles, like, movies they had to, like, work hard to get, that you yeah. just can't access without this extra. That's what I'm kind of fearing that they might do. That's likely what they're going to do. Is that Thunder? Jesus. Yeah, the Electric Gods are really trying to kill us. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, that's that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. Like, I think it's just going to be... They're just going to put another barrier to entry. And I'm like, I don't know, man. This, that's going to start getting dangerous. Just think about it. If you, if you paid for the $20 HD extra content package, plus say you want the DVD package, because they have movies they will not... They don't have cross-streaming, cross... You have to get the DVDs yeah. only. There's another, like, 10 bucks on you. So you're starting to pay, what, $30 for Netflix at that point? That's getting kind of pricey. It's kind of worth it, though, when you think about it. I mean... If they are offering more stuff, like if I can get seasons of television shows that I can't watch or I've missed or something like that, and I have to pay an extra $10, so be it, you know? I'll fucking pay that shit. But if it's just like, oh, we're going to add, like, a few more kids' movies, or we're going to add, you know, a few more harder titles to find, or, like, more obscure movies that you can watch and stuff, then it's going to be like, ah, that's not the best idea in the world, just... You know, not... I, I, I don't know. Netflix hasn't let me down yet. They really, really haven't. When it comes to content and when it comes to the price and everything like that, I am so down with them. So I, I have faith in them, but at the same time, I'm a little apprehensive because, like you said, it could just be nothing. It could just be like, look, we gave you all this stuff. It's like, really? I don't want all that shit. Uh-huh. I kind of wanted, you know... Because if then, it was those bonus features, that would be great. Because, you know, everyone, no one buys DVDs anymore. I still fucking I do. I do but... for $1.99 at Goodwill. <laughs> yes. Yes, of course you do. See, you got to do it economically. You get the ones with like four to ten movies on a single pack. You're paying like 20 cents a movie. Maybe they're not all good. Watchable. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. And full metal jackets all scratched up. Only to the part like 20 minutes in. All of a sudden, your boot camp second, bam, we're inside gun. <laughs> Skip right all all over that good shit. Oh uh, fuck! Uh, let's see what we got. We got oh, you watched the original Jurassic Park uh, this week? Yeah, this you? week I kind of went on like a little binge and just three nights in a row. I watched well, first the original Jurassic Park, and then the next night I was like, screw it, let's watch the second one, and I watched the third one. The first one, it still does fucking hold up. And yeah. Like, it's still, it still works. Like, even granted, it exists in a world that we no longer exist in, you know. Yeah. But they do a pretty damn good job of, like, not... It's not that they, they're, they're purposely not drawing attention to that, because obviously they couldn't, because that was present day. Right. But there's some movies that, like, when you watch it, it and it just things pop up that you think, like, wait a minute, what about this? And you're like, oh, if this was here, we'd have cell phones. They do a real good job of keeping you just in suspense enough that you never really question, you just accept sort of the technological limitations. Yeah. Um, and it might help that they also take some liberties, like what you can do technologically in the movie. But again, it holds you in and it, it, it feels current. Like, it, it doesn't feel dated. Yeah. So, it, it, it was Even the special movie. effects, too. Like, you need to look at it. Yeah, and, well, honestly, they were just about as good in the first one as they were in the third one. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, that, that first movie, it just fucking holds up. It's a great story. And then, again... Watching the other ones, instead of years in between, watching them right after, you can kind of see the connections in the stories. So going straight into the second one, you see how, like, the park gets out of Hammond's hands, and he has, like, this this dual plan. Like, he's turning over uh, control of engine to his nephew and not, but then he sends, like, the secret mission to go photograph dinosaurs and shit for, like, humanitarian effort. Um, in that second movie, they're mentioning both islands, and they mention it frequently. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and there's a hell of a lot of dinosaurs. In fact... Four dinosaurs rampaging? 
the second one has a lot of that shit. I mean, a yeah. lot of it's kind of heavy at the end, but <coughs> the San Diego incident, that T-Rex fucks San Diego up. Yeah. And... I keep forgetting exactly what happened on the fucking boat. So, so the, they, they, the boat pulls up and everybody's dead. Yes, the velociraptors or uh, some we never dinosaurs. Find out what it was? We never dinosaurs found out got was. loose. Yeah, uh, um, we just found out that dinosaurs got loose some fucking how, and the Tyrannosaurus Rex got loose some fucking how, and everyone was dead, and the boat crashes into the dock. Yeah, they never touch it on it. They never and then, show it. The other dinosaurs aren't anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. that always fucked with me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, why? You know what fucked with me, though? Huh. And I, and I asked this question, because I, I think I saw it like a t- week or two ago. I was watching the original. Um, why was Dr. Malcolm there? Like, it, Dr. Grant and Dr. Sattler? Sattler. Sattler yeah. were there because they're paleontologists. Dr. Malcolm's a chaotician? The study uh, of chaos? Chaotician? Philosoph- philosophical mathematician proposing chaos theory. Yes. <laughs> Why the fuck was he there? <laughs> uh, let's see. What was the reason for it? <laughs> oh, it's because his girlfriend at the time, who was more like a veterinarian dinosaur type, mm-hmm. was on the island. On the first one that he he was, Mm-mm. she was already there on um, East Las Lorna. Like she went ahead of the team, mm-hmm. so that's why he ends up going to go get her. Uh, I think it's just because he had been around the dinosaurs before. I mean, Grant is a very fucking small club. There's literally yeah. like dozens of people who have, who could handle their shit around there. I think that's pretty much what it was. Grant wanted nothing to do with dinosaurs ever again. Yeah. Um, Tyler was getting married and having babies, mm-hmm. so I think it was just the fact that he was part of the team. And Hammond thought he could talk to him. But why was he there originally? Like, in the first, first movie. Like, why Oh, the oh, the first, there? first movie. Um, so he was brought on as basically an expert of sorts uh, on the ethics side, basically bringing, like, a philosopher to explore like, the ethics of what they're doing there. And the lawyer actually brought him along, and he kind of thought when he... I think when he got him, he kind of thought it would be sort of case in point, Bamboo money be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he actually realized he would be the one resisting because remember like the whole lunch conference there's like yeah, a switch yeah. between who supports the park and who doesn't and all of a sudden like Malcolm's the one saying like hey this is a terrible idea everyone's like no no we're cool with this he's like you you found a way to recreate life and you're waving around like you got your dad's gun yeah exactly and which in the end when they do take on like ethically questionable scientific uh, adventures they do gotta bring in like ethics uh, experts to explore those sort of things sometimes they don't do that Yeah, it should be part of the process it does make sense now granted it probably would have been a slightly larger team. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but again, he was just kind of brought in as somebody they could just use in a way. But again, it makes sense because you have the actual paleontologist, you have the lawyer looking at the legality, you have the, the ethics guy with the business dude. Yeah. It made some sense. Um, okay. I don't, it always confused me because I was like, why the fuck is he there? Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't understand because the paleontologist, get it. Yeah. I absolutely get it. The lawyer, absolutely get it. The kids... I sort of get it because they, they want to be the first ones in the park and, you know, their grandpa, you know, showed him around. They made, he made this wonderful thing and I, I get all of that, but Dr. Malcolm was always like the odd man out and I was like, what the hell? Maybe, maybe he frequently lectured on bioethics or something. Maybe. But uh, my favorite part of that whole movie is when uh, T-Rex busts through the, 
the gates, and he's like, God damn, I hate being right all the goddamn time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. Feel your pain, buddy. Feel your pain. Well, also, another thing I missed. Going to the third one. Yes. So, they went back to Site B. Again, East, they frequently mention the movie. Isla Sorna. Yeah. He's like, I wasn't there. I was on the fucking other one. Yeah. <laughs> Where the hell was this fucking killer dinosaur in the second movie? The second movie, we see T-Rexes all over the fucking place. We're constantly oh, fighting shit. for them. They're trying to think... They, the goal is to get the T-Rex off the thing. That's the adversary. Why don't we ever see the spine... The spined one? No, the one in the water? No, 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 no. The, the one who kills the T-Rex. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I can't remember his name, but the duck build with the motherfucker. No, it's not spine. That's a weird ass. Uh, it's spine something. But, yeah. We never see him in the second movie. Yeah. But we also have only been... Um, on, in the second movie... They were only on the island for a very short amount of time. And they, um, we haven't even gotten to Site B in the new movies anyway. So maybe that's where they're headed. That's maybe. gotta be where they're headed. We have more islands. Yeah. We, Isla, Isla Sorna is gone. The, the or uh, Nublar, right? Isla... Uh, yeah, because Sor- Sorna's Site B. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. But... The only thing I, I was trying to justify it in my head, I'm thinking, okay, maybe... So at the time of the original park, they were actively breeding on Site B, bringing to Site A, and then that hurricane comes and fucks everything up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> also, the events that happen fuck things up. So what I'm thinking is maybe this was a newer genetic project that they had started, and maybe it was like a baby, like at the end of the first movie. And then was growing up, and then by the time we get to the third movie, then it's full grown, and then it's running the island. That's mm-hmm. the only way it makes sense to me, is that when they're there during the second movie, he's just not big enough. Right. Because the T-Rexes are still, run, are still ruling the place. <laughs> I, did, um, I did remember something from the first movie. Um, it was when Samuel Jackson's character and uh, the owner of the park, I forgot his name. Hammond. John Hammond. They're talking about, what about the something-something contingency? Which is basically like they deny the dinosaurs this certain, certain oh, yeah, thing yeah, yeah. and it kills them all. So what if that's possible? What if, you know, they they just said, fuck it, we're leaving the island alone. We're not going to give these dinosaurs or the dangerous dinosaurs all this whatever they're, they're not giving them. <clears throat> so what if that's the reason why we never saw them? See, this is why I'm glad I went back and watched these series, big on little details, because I would never remember this part. So it turns out, in the beginning of the second one, one of the reasons they're so interested in going back and documenting the dinosaurs is that, yes, they built in this contingency, and what it was is that they had to be fed a certain like protein or enzyme or else they would end up dying, right? Right. So that was a way of controlling it. If they ever escaped, they'd die. That didn't happen. They, they were able to thrive, and that was one of like a mystery, like, well, how the fuck oh. that even happened? And so that's one of the reasons they're even sending people in. Nature found a way. Yeah, exactly. See, the, 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 the constant fucking theme of the series. But yeah, so that's that's part of things they realize. Like, wait, we, we did build this and it didn't work. What the hell happened? So they're trying to figure that out. And then by the third movie, they had dropped it. But they do mention that as like, they somehow figured, just like in the first one, how some dinosaurs ended up uh, switching genders and like laying eggs, same mm-hmm. thing. Like it just ended up working and thriving and it went against what they thought. So that's what they were, they had been referring to. Um, yeah, so they did slightly address that. Now, who knows about this new batch? Because... I mean, these guys are all on a different level of genetic engineering. I don't know if they have a contingency or whatnot, because we have dinosaurs running around America at this point. Yeah. So, 
very curious to see what the next one's going to be. Maybe a little bit of that and then a little <laughs> bit of maybe going to, like back to the site to figure out is there something we can get from there to help us here. Mm. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very curious what, what the next one's going to end up being about because I'm in the dark about it. Other yeah. than we got to see some dinosaurs tearing up that neighborhood. Blue's going to eat some babies. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I just love the fact that at the end of that movie, everyone's like, oh, Blue's gone. Blue, Blue ran away. It's like, no, bitch. Oh, Blue, Blue ran Blue's, to go eat yeah. some motherfucker. He went to the buffet. <laughs> like, God damn. So, and everyone's okay with it. They're just like, yeah. oh, just let them be. Again, I was struggling against all of this. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we, shall, we shall see how this ends up going. Yes. <clears throat> Mike, do you want to tell us about the glorious year of 1993? Of uh, the risen savior of the Christian church? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Not even a little bit. But, uh... Uh, yeah. Do you remember 1993? I don't. I was six. <laughs> yeah, so I don't remember shit about it. Well, I barely remember I remember it. being in kindergarten. Okay. And I remember having some weird exercise. We had pieces... A paper representing cake somehow passes. I don't know. Point in case, on an anecdotal level, again, we were, we were young as hell. But on a foundational level, the year 1993 was actually kind of fucking pivotal in like a whole lot of things we end up tending to be interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, I call it a key. Maybe I'll start doing this. Maybe we'll break down certain years as like key years in nerdum. But like, so 1993, a bunch of big fucking shit happens. So, look at the, the video game arena in the time, 93. It's what a lot of people might consider like the golden age of console gaming, whereas like every two years we had uh, each company coming out with different systems. Um, by 93, we had moved on to like, we had passed the Sega Genesis second generation, and we were on like the Sega CD, just a few years out from the PlayStation. Um, there's a whole host of systems that just don't exist anymore. But they start pushing like... Eh, better level of like games that are still going like that's when you get like doom Star Fox, kirby um at that point we're already on the zelda on the game boy way past the ones on nes mm-hmm. like just a whole bunch of standards that continue to go on today we're already on like super street fighter 2 which is like the remake of street fighter 2 which itself was a remake and still again these games people still play we still have yeah, franchises that, that based on sentence it. was confusing <laughs> yeah i think at that point we're like on mortal kombat 2 just a whole bunch of like staples in gaming are thriving at this point and considered relatively new um Okay. Well, we were just talking about Jurassic Park. 93 was an original Jurassic Park game. No shit. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, and like, again, related to video games, like, the CG, that was, up until that point in time, the, like, best example we had of CGI in movies was uh, The Abyss in, like, 1988 or 89. Mm-hmm. There's, like, the scene where, like, a weird dark thing comes out from the cave. It's like a worm. That's it. It's, like, a complete digital rendering, but that's pretty much the... Up until Jurassic Park came out, that would be the go-to example of CGI in film. Right. Again, when Jurassic Park did it, they took a ballsy fucking approach. In fact, they didn't even want to do it in the first place. Remember, they they originally were preparing to make a claymation movie, and there's actually footage that they created, like a few scenes, and you can see, like, oh, wow, this would have looked terrible Mm -hmm. if it was claymation. So, again, they just got fucking ballsy, and they just went for it. And, again, that shit's holding up. Yeah. Way later. And... I don't know, so again, Jurassic Park, kind of thing. there's a whole bunch of other fucking movies that came out that year. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas, 1993. Oh, again, a full movies? CGI movie. It, now again, it's... Or, uh, sorry, uh, Claymation. Stop motion Claymation. But uh, not live action. 
pioneer, pretty much demonstrating the peak of that technology. See, again, yeah. this is a year where we have both the like one of the best claymation series ever made, and the first like CGI being used. Like that's a fucking pivotal year right there. Two technologies yeah. that again now we completely shifted at this point. Although there's there's some nice art pieces that still come out that are made in claymation, and I kind of appreciate that that since it is hard. Only dedicated movies get made in that sort of form. Absolutely, yeah. But it still does exist. But damn, that was a big stretch. Um, Dazed and Confused came out in 93. Get the fuck out of yeah. I thought it was the 80s. No, well, you would think, right? They did such a fucking good job. Because it's a movie about <laughs> teenagers in the 70s made in the 90s. <laughs> All right, I got you. <laughs> yeah, and, but they do a great job with like, the time lock on that shit. And again, it's like a fucking cultural staple right there. Yeah. Um, that movie came out, True Romance. Have some. Ah. Yeah, True Romance came out the same thing, Falling Down. Well, when Michael Douglas where he goes fucking crazy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, which at that time was a dark-ass fucking movie. And mm-hmm. I mean, whether or not people really want to look at this aspect, but that was kind of talking about some shit people do. People snap now, man. I mean, yeah. How many workplace shootings have we had since then? <laughs> that was sort of touching on that, and that was fucking touchy at the time. It, I mean, it hit on a whole bunch of little, little social issues, too. Even if it was, like, briefly, I mean, it just was partially involved. Mm-hmm. But it touched on everything from, like, property rights to, like, the gay rights movement to, like, poverty to alienation. Mm-hmm. Right? Just a whole bunch of fucking shit got touched on that movie. But yeah, it was just so fucking dark. Yeah. But pioneering as hell. We have Last Action Hero. Remember the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where yeah. Kim goes in the movie? I remember that movie. The Cat Detective. Oh, my God. <laughs> they were in peak like Schwarzenegger <laughs> years, way before he was the governor. In fact, go back to 93 and be like, hey, you think that guy's ever going to be the governor of California? Nah. <laughs> With that accent, get the fuck out of here. A couple other movies we had. We had Cool Runnings. Oh, my yeah, God. I which at that movie. point was just removed because that was about the 88, no, wait, 1990? It had John Candy in it, right? It did have John Candy in it. But it was it was about the Olympics within like the past five years from that. Yeah. But yeah. Fucking great fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. When when you think about you know, when you think about John Candy, you think about Cool Runnings. You think about, uh, you know, uh, um, was it Uncle Buck? Uncle Buck. Yeah. Oh my god. Jackie, fucking great movie. Rest in peace, buddy. <laughs> A couple other things like, uh, specifically to related. Ninety three was the year that the first trading card game true like what we can consider a trading card game at this point uh, or a collectible card game rather <clears throat> there's a difference it has to do with supply and like what you can access right but the first collectible card game where basically you open packs you get cards you play some form of game where you're fighting each other first year it came out first year magic was made richard garfield decided to make this game that again so this dude was like uh he was like a phd student and he ends up making this game and kind of the idea of like people approaching like well what would you make the idea is, like, so Dungeons and Dragons, big at the time, been big since, like, the 70s. Um, they, the company makes it Wizards of the Coast, now run by Hasbro. And we're kind of, like, encouraging them for a game that, like, you could play in between. Because Dungeons and Dragons is a huge game. You could play for days, hours, campaigns, class, you die, you're done. Yeah. So they're looking for something people can do in between. Like, you know, what you do for, like, 20 minutes or something uh, between campaigns, something like that. So he comes with this idea of a card game where there exists a collection, you get packs. You open the packs. You collect cards over time. And over time, synergy can build up depending on what cards you have, and you're able to, again, fight somebody. And the, the premise of the game is you're a wizard fighting a wizard, and everything you're doing is magic. That's why it's called that. Everything's basically spells. He's like, power and energy. So, like, you have a monster, you're basically creating a monster, it's fighting. That, that's, what, that's, it. that's the premise of it. Mm-hmm. And the idea is you're trying to kill the other dude. That was the first year one of those games actually existed. 
the first set they released, uh, Alpha, was gone in a matter of like weeks. When this was a game, he thought, you know, the initial print one would last, like, a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, went fucking quick. It got fucking fired. They released a second run. And again, it's so new that they even had, like, complete mistakes. They had cards that were, like, not the right name, color, had the wrong information on them. All to the right. point where if you get one of those original ones, it's actually worth a bunch of money. Again, sold out like fucking crazy. Thing starts taking off by, like, 96, 98. It's, like, on ESPN2. Basically, they're going to bring, like, a chest on it. Yeah, it, it, it gets pretty big pretty quick on, like, competitive level. Um, and... About ninety six, you get like some. You start getting like other copycats are still around. You get like uh, Yu Gi Oh and Pokemon stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, Pokemon's the card game element of it comes later. They all draw from this game. So pretty much any card game that comes around that's based on that, you get packs and you play people. It's all completely based on this one game that is still going twenty five years later. Damn. It's literally a living game. Think about it. Think about it. It's Monopoly. You're still adding pieces. Now, granted, there's different versions that come out, mm-hmm. but this is a game that every, like, three to six months, there's a new release, and that's actually, at this point, that's a generous amount of time. Now it's somewhere between one and, like, four. But entire new set of cards come out. Rules can change. Again, it's like it's a living game. So if you were playing ten years ago and you came back, all of a sudden there's going to be different rules. Cards that read something mean things different. And... That's pretty fucking cool. Again, a game has been going. It's, it's a game. It's a game that's been going on for twenty five years, and it's still technically going on. Like the way you look, the way you could look at it is this constant um, play called like the meta game, where everything's happening and it just continues to go. Nothing ever becomes completely stale because they keep releasing stuff. That's so crazy. So as far as you know, that's the only game. There's no game that's ever done that before. <laughs> I can't think. Yeah, there's that some that kind of close, but they're on the tail end of that. And that was such an innovative concept. And another like. This is actually seems super minor, but was big. It actually made this work. It wouldn't have worked otherwise. <clears throat> when they came out with another set, all all cards and racks had the same back. When they were going to come out with the second set, they were going to do a different color, because the idea was, well, you could play with like different sets. You can identify because they're talking about like, collecting things. Turns out when they made the decision to keep the backs the same, that's what made the game keep going. Because if every ah. if they had kept the backs different. As it was getting popular in that competitive scene, something they weren't doing at the time is what people do now is they use card sleeves. They weren't doing that. In fact, they used to be against the rules to do that because you could maybe be hiding something. Yeah. So had those card backs been different, it would not have worked. They wouldn't have been able to do tournaments like that because you could tell who had cards from what series. You could yeah. guess like what they had. It just it wouldn't have worked. That's so because crazy. that tiny little minor thing, that's what made it popular competitively, which then got on TV, which then kept it good, and that's why it kept its level. Like Mind you, there's games more popular than that, but it's, it's had a constant like level of support. That little tiny detail made it work. That's so cool. Because otherwise it just wouldn't have, and it would have just turned into another, <laughs> like, oh yeah, I got like Monopoly version 1, or like Dungeons and Dragons version 2. It would have been like each card set would have been their own versions, and it wouldn't have been the same. You wouldn't be able to use the cards together. That's so little crazy. tiny things like that make fucking shit going. And uh, to throw off one more thing in 1993, that was the year of the first uh, UFC. Oh. Which... Surprisingly enough, even though the year, 1993, up until that point, there really hadn't been a popular martial arts tournament that took one dude who knew one thing, another dude who knew another thing, and figured out who was actually better. They had some weird mock shit going on before. One of the first, like, back in the 70s, Ali fought um, Anoki. He took on, like, a special rules match. It was actually kind of weird to watch because he was forbidden from grappling. He couldn't do standing kicks, but he figured out in the rules they didn't say anything about laying on the floor and throwing kicks. So what Anuki would do would basically like slide tackle him and try kicking his legs out from under him. He fucked all these legs up. Jesus. So Ali's just trying to punch him and this dude's like diving for it. He can't grapple, he can't stand kick, he's not going to outbox him. So that's basically what he's doing. 
fucks him up. There's like some other random examples down like Brazil. There, there, there was shit going on in the world, but like it was never settled. Like he straight up had like people from like random karate school in the fucking the plaza down the street with like the forty year old fat guy in the gi. Like <laughs> I kill you with my death touch, and that was the fucking standard. Like there were people going around selling books and classes based off of fucking bullshit. You'd have people who were doing like I can throw people with my mind. You couldn't really disprove it because like, the thing is nobody would ever fight each other. Like that was a weird thing. They're all like, "Oh no, we can't disgrace each other." It was fucking weird. That by 1993, he had no idea. You literally had people who were like, "Oh yeah, boxer kick everybody's ass." You'd see Mike Tyson take a fight, but, like he would kill anybody in the world. Then all of a sudden, this tournament comes around. You have a whole bunch of, like 200, 300 pound big ass dudes, and you get like a 190 pound little Brazilian dude who ends <laughs> up choking out everybody, and people would figure out, like, "Oh hey." So apparently just hitting people ain't the best way to fight. <laughs> and it's like that again itself. Twenty-five years later, we go from thousands of years of like this stalemate bullshit, like we have all these different things that maybe they work, maybe they don't. Twenty-five years in, no, we kinda know what we kinda know what works in fights now. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of amazing. It took so long for that to happen. And then now it's like again, it's a mainstream sport. We have the entire thing of mixed martial arts, but go back to nineteen ninety-three, it's a fucking weird like Steven Seagal era. Oh God, no! <laughs> yeah, and it's it's hard to think about now. But that's the way it was, and again, ninety three is such a pivotal fucking year because again, it creates this entire new sport, entire set of stats to t- keep track of. Very nerdy thing itself to watch consecutively all the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, nineteen ninety fucking three, man. It was a good fucking year. And I and I'd say that I agree with you too, uh, because uh, the Simpsons, pound for pound, I think uh, in nineteen ninety three that season was probably the greatest one that they've ever had. It, I mean, I think in 93 you have Mr. Plow, you had, um... Oh God. Ooh, is that the, the, the Christmas, tree, Christmas Tree of Horrors one? Yeah, uh... uh it's the, uh... Little, Treehouse of Horrors. Treehouse of Horrors, yeah, I yeah. think that's when they first started doing it. That was actually generally kind of creepy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a good when one. you watch them now and you're just kind of like, by yourself, you're like, oh, God, I know it's a cartoon, but shit. <laughs> Ah, oh, the good old days, I, man. Early 90s cartoons, man. Rin Stimpy, Rock Was My Life. Yeah. Rock Was My Life is coming back, by the way. Yeah, I have... Really? They, it, they're they going to attempt to bring it back. There's like a little two-minute, basically, intro trailer going on. It's like an extended version of the song, and it's just like throwing them in all these random-ass 21st century situations, like Starbucks and iPhone stores and shit like that. I am fucking in. You so I am right. fucking it, it in. It looks good. Yeah. I, did, I recently <laughs> found that out, and I'm glad that popped up. Yeah, so look out for that. Hell yes. Um, let's see. Let's get into the nitty-gritty of let's this shit. So we have a new segment, sir. Yes. Um, and uh, I think a lot of people are going to be happy about it. It's called White People Doing Shit. Oh, yes. So um, today's uh, spotlight is going to... Adam the asshole. Adam the committee pool chairman asshole. Yes. <laughs> he is the uh, chairman of the community pool. The least amount of power that you can give somebody. I didn't realize. And he fucking abused it. I didn't it. realize that community pools had chairman. No. I did not. <laughs> or people who gave a shit, really. No, I mean, I, I, I get maybe they're an agenda item on, like, a homeowner's associate. I did not realize that was an appointed, assuming, elected position. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so first of all, that's a thing. So, so let's, that's your first asshole point. <laughs> let's, let's give you a little background. So this fucking piece of shit sees a black lady going to the pool with her kids, and he starts asking for her card to get into the pool, and then starts asking for her ID, 
when she resists, she starts recording, and the cops come, and the cops sort it all out, show that, you know, she does have access to the pool, that she does live in the community, and this guy is not satisfied. And he's like, no, I want to see your ID. I want to know where you live. That way I know for sure, without a fraction of a doubt, you ha- you are allowed to be here. Which is just stupid in so many ways, because... Again, that's the least amount of power that you can give somebody <laughs> in charge of a fucking community pool, and you just abuse it like that. Now, this asshole lost his job, was since fired as community pool manager, oh, he's, asshole. He's resigned. He, he, he resigned. resigned. He resigned oh, yeah, his position. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to see that resignation letter. Like, I hereby resign because I have to be politically correct. Shut <laughs> yeah, it it was a mess from the start. Like, again, apparently he says he was responding to a complaint from somebody there, but the complaint being, should this person be here? Mm-hmm. Which, you know what? There's somebody who's getting off like crazy right now. You know who that is? That person who asked the question. We, yeah. don't, we don't know that person's name. They started this shit technically. Now, granted, he could have been like, he easily could have resolved this issue, but that was his justification. That person is probably shitting their pants right now hoping nobody calls them Yeah. Now. Because, again, they started this whole situation. Why? So he goes up to her and, uh, yeah, like, they ask for an address. She gives him the address. And then he and he still comes out and he's like, well, there was some issue. We couldn't confirm the address. So that's when I asked to see the ID to see if it matched. And it's like, okay, if you're in a bathing suit, you got your ID, man. Like, I'm yeah. not carrying my ID in my trunks, let alone, like, maybe look at that, a woman's bathing suit. What the fuck's she going to put it in the first place? Yeah. Like. You take your access card, your bottle of water, your kid, and your towel. Like, again, like that's a situation. You're not supposed to be carrying around your wallet in your neighborhood at yeah. your pool. That you had to use a card to get into in the first place, and probably had to get into the in the neighborhood. Gated community. It was probably a gated community. If you're buying a half million dollar house, you probably got a gate around the community anyway. So, assuming this person a skipped past that, then a like jumped the fence or like snuck in and. Even if she did, who gives a fuck? Unless there's a problem, like, unless yeah. there's a reason for you to be asking them to leave, like, yeah. if everything's cop- copacetic, like, why wouldn't you just be... Unless they're, like, it? destroying shit. Yeah, and that's usually the idea. And, like, so the, the thing was, you know, she's like, no, I don't have to give you my ID. And the guy's like, he's like, well, to avoid further escalation, I called the police. Mm-hmm. That's further escalation. So. <laughs> so he calls the police. Police show up. They're confused as hell. Like, what? And she's like, I live here. I got a card. This bullshit. Mm-hmm. It is like, well, she has if she can if she can get into the pool. That should be evidence enough, right? And the yeah. guy's like, well, like yeah, I guess I want to see if it works. I'm like, you're already in there. It means it worked to begin with. I don't yeah. know. Just handle it in such bad. His first move should have been like, just don't even respond to the other lady. Be like, but what, what seems like she lives here. What's the actual concern here? Like, it well, you're yeah, responding to something. To be, it's just such a weird. It's like basically his entire argument based on I'm trying to enforce the rule that you, if you're here, you don't live here, be here. But I'm like, first of all, he has some assumptions that she didn't live there. It's just a whole. And then he even, a, he even accused her to ju- that she jumped the fence. And yeah, she's like, well, he could have jumped the fence. She's like, really? I'm going to jump the fence with my baby? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'm going to throw the fucking kid over? Like, what the hell? Yeah, this dude is a dude. And the whole time he's like playing with like this weird real thing. Yeah, he's a know. fucking idiot. He, he knew once he was going to record talking to the cop. The cop started asking like stupid questions like, well, if the card works, it should be enough, right? And then he's yeah. like, well, yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, yeah, but I need to see the ID just to be absolutely sure. Fuck 
you, right. dude. And then, and then even the biggest thing, even though he's a complete douchebag at this point, the worst part of it, at the end of it, when the cop's like, okay, cool, we're good, they apologize to the lady, the lady asks, like, do you want to apologize? Turns around, walks off. Yeah. <laughs> you could have resolved everything. Could have been like, I'm sorry I'm, that I, I made a mistake. I, 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 that shouldn't have happened. My, even just a simple, my bad. But yeah, nothing. No sort of acknowledgement. Because people like that refuse They're not to be wrong. seen as exactly, wrong. Exactly, never wrong. Even now, he's like trying to frame it like, you know, I was really just trying to do my duty and I had to move... I had to move hundreds of miles away because my family getting death threats. And Shut like, up. Dude, I don't know. Oh, fuck you. Your white people problems. Um, I thought about this and I thought, you know, there should be like a punch card. There should be like, there, there should be like a racist punch card. Everyone in the world is given one. And if you get that punch card punched three times by the police for calling them for stupid shit or (laughs) saying a racial slur to someone or something, you get a hole punched. And once you reach three, you're not allowed to use the internet. You're not allowed to go out in public. For six months or whatever it is until you fucking learn your lesson, you gotta go through classes, you gotta be, you gotta hang around minorities, you gotta hang around, you know, you gotta do what, do whatever is necessary to get you out of your fucking head that, you know, that every black person, every brown person, every Asian person that you run into is less than you. This sounds eerily similar to a Black, a Black Mirror episode, which is another series I started watching, by the way. Oh, God, no, I'm not watching that. It's mindfuck, man. <laughs> that is the exact reason why I'm there, not watching it. But just, just to throw it out there if anyone was interested, there is an episode. I'm trying to know what season is. I think it's two. Where there is actually, like, a rating system that's in place socially between people. When you have a positive interaction with somebody, you tend to rate them higher. Negative interaction, you rate them lower. And everything in society is based on your ranking, like whether it be access to like the express line or like people responding to what you need or just being able to get into places or work in a building. You have to have like certain star levels and like the whole idea is like something gets fucked with and like shit goes upside down. That shit could happen, man. <laughs> anyway. I'm sure it does. Check out that show. But yeah, fuck that guy, man. Fuck him. <laughs> be nice, people. Jesus. Just mind your fucking business. There's no problem. God, there's no problem. damn, man. Um... Did you see that rednecks are fucking, are uh, trying to boycott Walmart because they, because they're selling a baby onesie that says impeach 45 on it, to which I'm kind of impressed that they even know what the fuck that is in reference right? to. Right? I'm kind of kind of proud that they got that. I could have easily slipped under the radar. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> 45? Uh, is he a baseball player? <laughs> Yeah, it, it was it was really stupid because, you know, Rednecks, they have claimed Walmart as their own, of course, and they see it as, you know, basically treason to them because they're like, oh, well, the place that we go to to buy all of our shit is against our president or selling something that's against our president, so we're going to boycott them. Yeah, yeah, fuck them. Walmart's too crowded anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I, I doubt they're going to show up in fucking Target. No, no they're not. What, is, what do they have? They can't boycott Walmart. It's like the most global <laughs> store there is. So first of all, you ain't get anything cheaper. <laughs> you ain't going to go to Target. You remember Kathy Lee? You guys have problems with her too. So mm-hmm. boom, there goes that shit. What are you going to do? Go Big Lots? <laughs> Big Lots? <laughs> Walgreens or we fucking all know, CVS? We all know that these other establishments are far too liberal for you. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> 
it's, it's, Who cares? There's plenty of shit for sale at a whole bunch of places that you don't yeah. want. I, I use I use Amazon all the time, and they have pro-Trump stuff on there. Doesn't stop me from using Amazon. I just fucking... Still buy it. Yeah. Or, you know what? Ignore it. Steal them. I don't know. Set them on fire. Do something. Just shut up. <laughs> shut up. I yeah, I, I don't, I don't like, think they're... If I want to use my baby as an advertising tool, I will. Damn it. In, in fact, I might sell my baby's advertising rights to a tobacco company if I ever have one. I'm gonna keep that one down. I'm gonna see if I can sell the front. I have a feeling CPS will be at your door they very often. They don't need to know. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing too: Walmart allows you to walk in with minimal fucking clothing, which rednecks love, right? And lets you buy almost anything, really, pretty much in their stores. So how are you gonna boycott that? Just shut the fuck up forever. For fucking ever. Again, I'm also okay with it, though, because if I gotta go in, that shit's busy. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. This could be, let's, let's see how organized they get. <laughs> in fact, maybe I'll let them start working for them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about the World Cup. World Cup. I didn't want to give a fuck Football. about the World Cup, but I do. It's hard not to, man. This shit's all over the place. <laughs> yeah. And and it's funny and it to also me. sucked that USA... So terrible, they couldn't even get into the qualifying rounds. No, not even, not even close. <laughs> not even fun close. Mexico did pretty well. Mexico did make a little bit of a round. They did make a run. They got out of um, they got out of the Swiss round. Who, uh, da, 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 da. who, ended, up, who ended up knocking them out? Was it Belgium? I, I, can't, I, I can't remember, I but remember. They, they lost just a few days ago. I was kind of hoping they'd keep going. Uh, did some exciting matches. Like I know when they made it in, they made it in even though they lost, but... They got in because Korea, um, even though they didn't win, scored enough points to help them get in. Because the whole match play works is like however many points you get. And they made it in. And it was fucking great because it was like this weird emotional roller coaster. You could see like on social media posts, you see people were super happy. And then like as the game went on, Mexico was losing. It's like, fuck this. They stopped watching. But then they start watching the South Korea game because they're winning. And then when they win, you would have fucking thought Mexico won the whole goddamn World Cup. (laughs) It was to the point that people in LA, like there were groups of fucking Mexicans like walking the streets and they would see a Korean dude and they'd run up to him (laughs) and they'd hoist him in the air and start cheering. Oh my God, that's amazing. Like, thank you for being Korean. (laughs) And they were like cheers in bars. They were like, thank you, Korea. I'm like, God damn (laughs) And so I'm sure in LA, you if you were a Korean that day, in California, you, you, you were a fucking exactly. I bet you both of those dudes weren't even Korean. They just He's paid like, it off. I'm Japanese, but all right, so I'll take it. Yeah, sure, Korea. Woo. Put me down, please. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's whole there's a whole bunch of those. It's it's interesting. But yeah, it, it's fun, man. She gets infectious. Yeah, uh, we're getting pretty close to the end right now. Uh, what do we have? We have Belgium and France. Uh, England. Who's England playing? England is playing. Uruguay. I don't know. We just looked it up. We, we just looked at it. We should have been. Um, I was going to say, I thought Russia was still in. I think uh, they just <laughs> lost yesterday. Croatia. There we go. Croatia. Yeah, Croatia and England, France and Belgium. Don't ask me where it is on a fucking map because I have no <laughs> earthly idea. But um, just don't watch the France and Belgium game in black and white. You might not be able to tell who's who. Because oh. the flags are the exact same design with like blue slot for black and white slot for yellow. So anybody in Puerto Rico... Still rocking a black and white television. Uh, you know, it don't matter. They can't hear us. They don't have electricity. <laughs> they don't have water. Oh, Remember? Poor we, forget, we forget about Puerto Rico. We talk about Supreme yeah. Court justices and shit. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, we have a pretty much state in America that's 
yeah, it's, it's a fucking third world right now because it's not true. But it's okay. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. It's fine. It's just a territory. They speak Spanish. It's fine. <laughs> They're one of us. It's, it's all right. Um, so the moron of the week, sir. The moron of the week. It breaks my heart to have to do this. It really fucking does because I love the guy and, you know, I... I He's given he's given me some good years with uh, the Arizona Cardinals, but Steve Kime, man, he got a fucking DUI on Fourth uh, of July. Now this dude's a day. This, there were a lot of cops out that day. There was a shit ton, <laughs> man. Holy fuck! One, you were presumably a billionaire. You couldn't afford a fucking forty dollar Uber. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? Like, I just have a driver. Yeah. It, Hire some little Mexican dude, or boy. Or a dude who sits in the passenger seat and switches with me on command. Yes. <laughs> Woo! Get in. Get in the seat. Go. Get in the Go. seat. <laughs> Take the punishment. Here's your 20 grand. <laughs> Something. That's some sort of arrangement. Uh, and I could get wanting to, I could get wanting to drive, but it just looks bad, man. You know it's going to play bad. People are not going to gonna hate you. You're probably going to get... They're probably going to... They're going to get rid of you somehow. I don't know. Well, Monday he has to go in front of the NFL commission. Ooh. So tight. that's not going to be good. But you see, here's the thing. It, in the end, he'll be all right. Again, worst case scenario, maybe he's no longer associated with the team. But really, it's not that bad. Yeah, Dude's he's rich. still got millions of dollars. It's fine. Contrast this with another popular Arizona sports figure, Mark Grace. Mark recipient Grace. of multiple DUIs in the state of Arizona. <laughs> now, initially when I hear about this, I had some of the same thoughts. So I was like, maybe, what do you have, a, like a, a driver service? And then I realized something. He's not the same as that. Dude, here's a guy who was like a German baseball player. Ends up, tail end of his career in Arizona, ends up being on our first and still only date World Series team. Mm-hmm. Instant fame. Anybody associated with that team is pretty much, if they hear in Arizona, their gig is like advertising. Luis Gonzalez makes millions of dollars advertising. Randy Johnson could Johnson. go to any bar yeah. and get his dick sucked. They're still on TV on commercials, exactly. So he managed to stay with the organization. He was an announcer. Pretty favorite. Gets arrested one day. Do I? Kick him off the air for like a year and a half. He like starts taking up minor. He has like a minor gig to keep him on. The struggles. Now he's back on the air. I get that. It's still bad, but you're not that. Yeah. <laughs> you're the dude who like owns all of that. <laughs> you could. You easily could. <laughs> oh man. But uh, yeah. oh, also, I feel I might have missed an opportunity to warn Mark Grace about potential violence. <laughs> I did run into a website around the time that happened of a fan who was very disappointed in Mark Grace. Basically, he held him up as, like, a moral hero. And then on the front page, was like, I can't believe you did this tragic this thing to your family, your friends, your disgrace. That guy seems like he might record videos in his basement. Oh, no. I don't... He's still alive. Okay. So I didn't fuck up that bad. All right, all right. But I still wonder. <laughs> Is he plotting? So, my bad, Mark... <laughs> It might want to hire a little extra security, buddy. Just a little. I don't just, know. Just forgot, forgot to send a word back there. Um, tell me about the Canadian cops, sir. The, the Mounties. Oh, yes. Some Mountie friends of ours. So, up in Canada, you know, recently uh, decriminalized marijuana. Bravo. Yeah. So, some cops, apparently, they confiscated some chocolate. Ah. Turns out they're edibles. <laughs> oh, God. So, these cops who had confiscated this marijuana-infused chocolate. Mm-hmm. Then Ed ate said chocolate. Oh. 
and proceeded to go on such a mindfuck that they end up trying to call for backup. <laughs> oh no. I think they're dying. <laughs> Turns no. out they explain to him simply, just just hi. And uh, we're <laughs> going to be filing professional misconduct charges against you. Oh, no. For eating confiscated evidence. <laughs> okay, I, I have been that messed up where I thought I was dying. Uh, but you don't it, call back up. No, I don't call back. I call you. Yeah, but I'm not a cop. <laughs> I call you or I call, like, you know, my pediatrician. But I don't dare call another cop. Really? Call a cop help and say, me. like, help me, I'm dying. Too high. <laughs> can't do it can't move <laughs> what in god's green earth is a french gangster escape oh man you hear about this shit so first of all that sounds like an oxymoron get, well french you know, gangster this is how he gets away with it man <laughs> so all right there is this like bank rob bank robbing like mastermind this dude who made a career out of a cr- uh, criminal career out of robbing banks and stuff like that uh he had been in jail in the 90s he like ends up becoming a popular figure in France because he serves some time and like it comes out and be like, yeah, I live this crazy bank robbing life. Then he ends up going to jail after one of the bank robberies he helps organize. Uh, a police officer ends up getting shot and killed. Ooh. Uh, and again, I think it was just something on the crew reporting case. He's like a mastermind. He gets in trouble. He goes to jail. <clears throat> he first manages to escape prison by having... Uh, some associates of his deliver a tissue box full of explosives into the prison. He puts it next to the door, blows it up, outside the getaway car, he takes off. It's not the impressive story. He's on the loose for like six months. Oh, shit. They get him again. Well, this last week, in a French prison, there was a helicopter that landed in a portion of the yard. Armed dudes jumped out. They had bar cutters. They cut some, They cut open um, bars, keeping the yard separate, got this guy, put him on the helicopter, and escaped. Oh, shit. This guy had a helicopter escape from prison. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. <laughs> and he is still on the loose. In fact, they, I think they said they recruited like an extra... Is it, two, is it 200 or 2,000? Either way, a whole bunch of people to help to try... Uh, a whole bunch of people to try getting this guy. They basically deputized people to go on this manhunt. I don't know how to find him. I hope he gets away. I don't know. This is like lore. Or like, they catch him and it happens again. I don't know. This is like a fucking movie. <laughs> this dude's <laughs> life is like a movie. And I don't know. I'm curious. I want to see where do they find him. Is he going gonna to be all Saddam out like in a hole somewhere? Or is he going to like ball it out somewhere? I'm curious. And this is how you tell the character of your criminals. How are they like when they get caught? Are they naked? Fat? Most of them are. <laughs> They're not. They're real ballers. <laughs> yeah, props to that guy. Like, goddamn. And apparently, there were reports like a month earlier of like a drone flying near the prison. So what they were doing is they were scouting out an area for the for the um, helicopter to land where they didn't have any defenses against like aircraft and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this was sophisticated. Some Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah, shit. that's exactly. Jesus like Christ. Italian job shit. So yeah, that happened. <laughs> yeah, El Good. Chapo, fuck you in your tunnels. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag that's fuck El Chapo. No, no. I didn't, I, I'm not on board with that. <laughs> I'd like to keep my fucking head on my Hey, is Larry, he's just a mid-manager, man. You know? It's <laughs> he's all a mid, mid-level mid coffee mid-level. boy. Yeah, exactly. He's the okay, yeah. in the time at Target. <laughs> God. Um, so an eight-year-old graduated high school? In Belgium. Belgium. Yeah, in Belgium, there is a kid who completed his high school studies. 
Mind you, I think he did it like in two years, which means he started when he... <laughs> like a toddler? <laughs> yeah. No, so yeah, this kid is going on to university. Jesus. Nine-year-old. God. Makes me wonder what the fuck did I do with my life? <laughs> so... I was, uh... Well, I guess I was 18 when I did high school, but still. Damn. These, these little kids are both inspiring and depressing. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, well, damn, it's cool to know we're all that capable, or that the human being is that capable, but... Damn, I suck. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, oh, you see the horrifying shit of children in immigration court by themselves? Oh, yeah. There was a one-year-old who had to stand in front of a judge. Now, mind you, he couldn't answer questions, so the lawyer had to answer for him. But they actually went through the process of being in front of the judge to be, like, sentenced on what was basically a volunt... Basically, all that was happening was they were processing um, voluntary return requests. So basically, the person who would come seeking asylum is then saying, I voluntarily request a return. So basically, a voluntary deportation, in a way. Um, But rather than just do it, they actually have to have the kids show up in front of this judge, and this judge this whole time is like, this is fucking weird, man. (laughs) Uh, Didn't he say, like, do you have a lawyer? Do you know what a lawyer is? Well, you have, you have like, some of the ones who could talk, but again, you're like the one that was. Yeah, you have to get answered, and then the lawyer ends up at, answering for them, mm. like, formally. But still, it's just, it's, it's a fucking creepy image, man. Like, why, what the fuck are we doing? Like, where? Oh, my God. I think we're doing this all wrong. And then there's, again, and he's, like, trying to have note of, like, which ones are under five, because there was uh, the federal judge order to have all kids under five return in 30 days, which you would think should probably be able to do, because you're probably keeping track of where you sent and who belonged to who, right? Because, you know, you're a government agency, you're probably writing that down, right? <laughs> you're not just throwing a kid in a bus and saying, whatever, we'll figure it out later. Yeah. No, it turns out that's exactly what they did. Yeah, Because they had no idea who belonged to who, so the parents, when they got released, would have to then submit requests, and then the government would ask them for documents, and like DNA tests to try to prove, and then they couldn't even find where the fucking kids were, and they're still trying to match people up. Like, it's, it's a fucking mess. Yeah. And it's like, this is not how this should be done. No. <laughs> Not at all. Like, this is the, the whole immigration system is fucked up in this country. We just streamlined it just a little bit. Just a little bit. Like, could, things could be done a little better. But again, just the fact that nobody wrote that down. Yeah. Nobody wrote down who, who No one came thought, to, thought to, like, hey, should we be writing these names and, like, locations down? Or now, like... here... <coughs> yeah, no, this is a real insult. Do you know... There's people who pulled off some of the most horrifying things, including making lampshades out of skin... Okay. Referring to the Nazis, which they did. And Ed Gein, but go on. What they did is they kept records of that shit. We knew who was in the camp and who died when. Oh, that's right, yeah. Even they kept records of people they were going to kill. The fucking Nazis were more organized. Yes, and that is fucking surprising. Like, they literally kept everything. You knew who died when. We can't keep track of where a one-year-old goes. (laughs) Probably a good idea. It turns out like a bunch of these kids' parents are already back in the country, and that's why they're being sent back. That's why they're going through these voluntary requests because they couldn't match them up. Mm-hmm. The parents got sent back, thinking that when they got sent back, they'd be sent back with a kid. Then it's it's all a fucking mess, and I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we will get some actual, real, some sort of legitimate reform in the next few years. I doubt this time. Though. I doubt it. We'll see. It's it's, oh, it's, it's, it's all a mess. Um, let's see. Oh, Mr. Scott Pruitt is gone. Oh, yeah, so our so tender long, little EPA chief. So long, farewell, Bob's Elvita's in. Bob's got That <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, God bless the lady who went up to him in a restaurant and told him to resign. God bless her. Because 
I'm sure she put the little worm in his ear, and it was like, he's like, maybe I should resign. I really do hate the EPA. I hate everything it stands for. Yeah, he's already went in and did a bunch of shit anyway. <laughs> Go in, fuck shit up, get out. Plus, it's a smart move, too, because now, because they had the Inspector General of the EPA start looking into some of his questionable ethical spending, and had he still been the chief, he could be subject to whatever he comes down with. Now that he's resigned, there's a question whether that guy can do anything. Basically, and say, well, he did this. <laughs> Can't make him resign or get sent because he's no longer, but... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking asshole. I just... Uh, this whole administration just upsets me in so many ways. And, and what really upsets me is that people have this mentality, and it's like, it doesn't affect you, alright? It doesn't affect you in your day-to-day. And it's like, sure, it fucking does. I, I have to see all these people... In pain and agony, I have to see all these children separated from their families and stuff. So yeah, it does affect me. Not to mention our prices are about to be going up on shit. Yeah. Yeah, all you guys are like, yeah, go Trump and your economic policy is my first. That's about to backfire. Yeah. The Walmart yeah. crowd, you're not going to like this. No. It's going to be bad. Not. Exactly. Yeah. You're all fucking stupid. It's a and, weird mood to begin with. <coughs> and, I don't know. This, this is going to be interesting, this whole trade war. Mm-hmm. I think what you know we kind of need to figure out as well is like who... Who really is down with this motherfucker? Who is the one who is like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I totally believe everything he says. I go along with everything that he's... He lies so much. His, his, his administration puts forth. And then who are the people who are like, oh shit, I got fucking duped. It's okay, people. If you're right. one of those people that everybody got duped... Everybody does. Every election cycle, everybody who votes for anybody who wins, always regrets it. It's fine. It's natural. You're supposed to. It's just, just usually not this obvious. Just sit there and say to yourself and then say to everyone else, I got hornswoggled. I got fucking duped by this fucking con artist. It's been it's a while okay. since I've had my hornswoggled. <laughs> but it's okay. It's alright to come forward and say these things. It's okay to fucking say that you were wrong about something. You don't always have to be right about shit. And, and it brings up a good point too because... I've been, I forgot to tell you about this last week, mm. but um, the Starbucks in my at my work near my work. Yes, they have. Uh, there was a girl there. She's a Muslim girl. She had a oh, what's the thing head garb, mm-hmm. right? And she lasted one whole day, one whole day because oh these, she was she was a barista. Yeah, she was a barista at Starbucks. She lasted one day because these motherfuckers were like, "Get out of my country, you fucking terrorist!" I'm like. It's a 16-year-old little girl making fucking coffee. Or, or like, 20-year-old girl making coffee. Like, what the fuck is wrong well, with you, man? I bet you said that after she gave her the coffee, too. Yeah. Probably well, ordered a complicated-ass drink, didn't leave a tip, and then talk shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's just, like, <sighs> you people don't understand it. And, and what what I think is trying... What they're trying to do right now, what white people are especially trying to do... They're trying to, quote-unquote, take back their country. But they're in for a rude fucking awakening. Rude fucking awakening. I think this generation and the younger generations are fighting back. And it's going to get ugly. These old motherfuckers are like, yeah, I'm Republican. I believe everything. I go everything with Republican. Those motherfuckers are in for a rude-ass awakening. All these be interesting come November. Yeah, come November, it's going to be very interesting. I hope and I pray that everyone who is outraged 
actually goes out there and does something about it and actually tries because otherwise you're just pissing in the wind. You're just pissing in the wind and then you're just not doing anything. And we all remember what Samuel L. Jackson said about pissing in the wind. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Dumb motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great place to end for today. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, you're going to Vegas soon, aren't you? Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Oh, shit. I... Leaving Las Vegas starting yes. tomorrow, baby. Woo! So we probably won't have a podcast for the next couple weeks. Um, I know I'm going to be doing some stuff as well, so it might be it might be a while until you hear from us again, but you will hear from us again. Yes, we will, we will drop little morsels yes. in between. <laughs> I think I might run across. We happen to publish anything else anywhere else, let you guys know that shit too. Keep in touch. Yes. We may have messages coming. And um, also follow us on Instagram. Do it. Deep Fried Nerds Podcast. Uh, I post a lot of stupid shit on there. That will be where our morsels are. Yes, morsels. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, We will catch you next time. And uh, eat a dick. Eat many.